ask you um, is more things actually. Um, one thing is um, one thing is a forgiveness. Yes. I feel that um, I have got stuck there somewhere. Yes. Very stuck. Very. Forgiveness is difficult if you focus on other. Forgiveness is doing yourself a favor. Yes. Because if you feel that you hold something strong feelings against someone, be sure that you are overlooking your own self. That some way, you know, to, to, to cherish or to nurture or to keep feelings of uh, unforgiveness or um, you know judgments or whatever is already damaging your house. It, it does, it does. And almost always uh, it's a kind of negative subjectivity, meaning that we we are judging on the base of some just a feeling or like this. No, um, it doesn't mean that someone or cannot do something that is really distasteful or wrong or unjust towards you. It is you who determine that you wish to forgive. You wish to forgive something because you don't want to carry the burden of it. Understand? It doesn't mean oh that makes everything right. It just means I make it right in my heart that uh, this thing take place. Maybe I have no power to change or to even speak to someone or a party or whatever. That's the good brother. I think he's a guru. I mean, many people don't like the the term guru anymore. But I think his name is uh, Muji, right? That's that's the guru. Mu- well, he that's the good brother Muji. That's what I'm gonna say. Because some people, you know, have an aversion to being called a guru. But he said something. That was quite powerful. That lines up with our topic tonight. Welcome to the Voice of Reason, live on KBLA Talk 1580. It's Friday night, and you know I had to bring in the big guns. Yeah. My secret weapon, special guest, Mayumi McKinley, LCSW, back in the building. As a matter of fact, this is her topic. I had a topic tonight. This is what we're doing. This is how we're starting. <laughs> I'm tonight. just saying, I had a topic tonight. The sister girl said, let's talk about forgiveness. So I said, okay, I got forgiveness. Let's go. We'll go with that. We'll go with that narrative. <laughs> now, I'm just going to ask straight up, because, you know, I got a whole bunch of questions over here. I'm just going to ask straight up. Why, why is it so difficult for people to forgive? I, I I was raised like everybody else, I, you know, black people, you know. But we can hold some grudges. Mm-hmm. We 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 really good at it. <laughs> Why is it so difficult to let go of a grudge? 
I think it usually falls into two categories. Either people hold grudges to protect themselves. So as long as I'm upset with you, you can't hurt me because I can't let you in. Mm. Or they hold grudges to try to control other people. So it ends up being kind of like a dangling carrot to um, get people to do what they want them to do. Or they hold forgiveness hostage, I should say. That's interesting. Let me just say this. Would you say that relationships are designed to hurt us? And thus give us an opportunity to forgive? Designed to hurt us? Oh, absolutely. I think relationships can hurt us. I don't Wait, know if they are designed you, to hurt us. I, everybody, <laughs> everybody that's listening, please go to KBLA Talk 1580's YouTube channel. You should have seen Mayumi's face. Yeah, my face. Designed okay. to hurt us? Yes. <laughs> I believe that there's a divine design for everything. That's a strong, I don't know about design to hurt us. I think it's a part of having a relationship and it's an opportunity to grow. But saying design, I mean, it was formulated yeah. for the purpose of hurting us. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with I that. think hurt is the conduit to growth. I can see that, but I don't Forgiveness know. Forgiveness is a tool for growth, right? Yes, but I don't know if relationships are okay. designed. Why can't they be designed to, to heal or designed for love or so designed to... If they're designed to heal... They must be designed to hurt. <laughs> what in the Sam hell is going on? It's early. Lord, it is early. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. If it's designed to heal. It's potato, potato. It's got to be designed to hurt. <laughs> same side or two sides of the same coin. Yes. She's like, whatever, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I feel that. And I think that's what you should walk into a relationship with. At least an understanding that that could potentially happen. Yes. Yeah, so there's a human element to everyone. So you walk into a relationship not expecting things to be perfect because people are human. Boom. Yes. So would it make sense to walk into a relationship saying, I know it's coming. I'm going to have to forgive them at some point. Let me work on my forgiveness tools before anything happens. Sounds so pessimistic. <laughs> Gosh, it's like you're watering everything down. Let me prepare for them to hurt me. Let me. No, I think you should walk into a relationship enjoying whatever high you are on and enjoying the moments that happen, knowing that part of relationships are hurt and pain. And hopefully it's not something that's not repairable. That sounds like you're going to get caught off guard. Not if you accept it. Just a part like of you just walk in all happy go lucky. This is going to work. Yeah. But if you're waiting for the other shoe to drop, you're consistently watering down the current moment. You're That's not true. really in the present. That's true. That's true. I, 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 I'm just wondering, because with our people, I think we've gotten to the point where we're okay with going to the grave with a grudge. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you <laughs> Because your your facial expressions. Normally I'm in here by myself. I get to laugh at myself and get over it, but... Every time I say, you be like, whoa, wait a minute, son. wait. I'm just saying, I just mm. think they're part of the, you know, I think this is par for the course to be in a relationship and you should probably prepare for it. What do you mean by prepare? I'm saying be open to being hurt. Yeah. Disappointed, dissatisfied, frustrated, stuck. Be prepared for that. Yes, because it's all a part of the relationship. But I don't think you should go in just thinking, oh, this person's going to hurt me. Let me prepare. You're going to water everything. You're going to be looking for it. Okay. 
You go into relationships like that, that would be just. <laughs> that, that sounds depressing. Okay, so I got questions. What is your motivation for not forgiving someone? Motivation for not forgiving? Yeah, because once I get it in my mind that you did something, what motivates you to move forward and not forgive? You don't have to be vulnerable. You can just, you don't have to change your perception. You don't have to be uncomfortable. You can stick to whatever idea you have of that person. Let that be their identity and you operate around them. You don't have to be susceptible or you think you don't have to be susceptible to hurt. You think you're protecting yourself, but if it's still getting a rise out of you, you still hurt. No, this is deep, Mayumi. This is deep because now we're getting into this territory of I'm going to create a whole personality for you based on a moment that you probably made a mistake. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to create a, a reality and a personality for you. And I'm going to keep you there mm-hmm. so I can stay here in yes. a state of unforgiveness. That is deep. Now, I would say that's pretty ubiquitous amongst people, right? And I think once you go down the unforgiveness rabbit hole, it's kind of difficult to come back out. What do you think? I agree. It's difficult to come back out, but it's also miserable there, so you have to make a choice. You You know know how many people love misery? And I mean love it. Well, that goes back to what we were talking about last Friday, where you're comfortable (laughs) in your discomfort. Yeah. Right? You, You know what to expect, so some people live there. Okay, I got one more question before we get to the phone lines because they're starting to crack. 1-800-920-1580. Get to your phone lines. Are you stubbornly taking the bitterness from being wronged to your grave? I want to know. 1-800-920-1580. I'm, hey, my girl is in here. Mayumi McKinley, LCSW. She's going to help walk you through your stubbornness. It's fine. I have one more question to ask before we get to the phone lines. Mm. How might unforgiveness affect our prayers, meditation, and self-healing work? It's contradictory. Ooh, come on. How can you meditate, heal, move forward if you're holding on to baggage Mm. that's going to weigh you down emotionally? Because it's impossible to hold a grudge and then not infiltrate your relationships your friendships your relationships with others your romantic relationships so how is unforgiveness tied to justifications we need justifications in order to stay in a state of unforgiveness right how do we justify it how do we make it make sense to us it's their fault (laughs) it's their fault if they wouldn't have done it if they wouldn't have done it so me not forgiving them is their fault you put onus on the other person versus realizing forgiveness is a choice that you have to make She's cooking with grease. Let's get to the phone lines. Or are we coming forward? See, when Andy goes like this with the two fingers, he goes, breakity, breakity. Listen, when we come forward, we're going to the phone lines. Listen, if you want to join this conversation and speak to the lovely Mayumi McKinley, LCSW, be my guest. The number to dial is 1-800-920-1580. When we come forward, we still got a lot to talk about. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. You know you want some more. Man, that first Bilal album was amazing. This record is called You Are. 
This album was executive produced by Dr. Dre. This is a classic album, You Are by Bilal. Of course, my playlist is my co-host, but not tonight. My co-host is Mayumi McKinley, LCSW. She's helping me to navigate unforgiveness. Oh, gosh. Really quickly, uh, Mayumi, can you tell me what forgiveness is not? Because I don't know if people have a real strong grasp of it. What is not forgiveness? I think people feel like when you forgive someone, that means that you have, you're condoning their behavior. Mm. And forgiveness doesn't mean you're condoning the person's behavior. Because forgiveness does not mean that person was right. Does, forgiveness does not mean you're giving them a pass to be back in your life. Forgiveness doesn't mean you have to let them back in your life. I think people confuse holding forgiveness hostage as a way to protect themselves or punish the other person when they're only punishing themselves. Maybe they're masochists. In my opinion, I've, I I think people who are really like locked into that unforgiveness consciousness, I think that they're really showing who they really are. Mm. To me, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, meaning that they're not they're they're not good people. Oh, that's such a judgment. I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry. You're is- here now. I get to judge people. <laughs> See, if if you're not here, I don't judge. But now that you're here, I can judge. I'm catching up on the non-judgment. That I had withheld. <laughs> no, I'm just, no, no, I, I just feel like, you know, certain people are bad people. There are bad people. Even when they are the victim in a situation, I think unforgiveness wakes up all of that work that they should have done on themselves. But I think it empowers them to be unforgiving. I think it strengthens them to a certain degree. I agree because it's a control factor. Now, which one? You going to agree with me or disagree? I agree and disagree. Or sometimes <laughs> we agree to disagree. It just depends on what you're saying. <laughs> I agree I agree and with disagree. that part. <laughs> I agree with that part, not the first part. But no, I, I just believe that there's some really bad people out there. And when you put them in a position to dangle forgiveness over your head or to leverage conditional forgiveness, they will jump at that opportunity. I think unforgiveness creates a cesspool for resentment and all kinds of negative things to grow. And if you allow that to continue to happen, then over time, yes, you may be quote unquote a bad person because you're going to be considered. Quit doing that. I'm just saying you just you just agreed with me in reverse, but it's cool. I love it. It's fine. Reverse agreement, ladies and gentlemen, here on The Voice of Reason with. Mayumi McKinley and so Williams. No, but I, I think that's what happens because I really believe pettiness is at an all-time high. I think that's all people know is how to be petty, how to be small. Well, that's because we aren't really, I mean, in a lot of households you're told to say I'm sorry, but you're not taught really what forgiveness entails. Come on. So we're taught to apologize to our siblings or cousins when we're young, but Forgiveness is an action. It's a choice. It's something that you consistently have to work on when there's a deep hurt. But we're not taught that. But we are taught to get an attitude, not talk, depending on how you grew up in your household. People ignore one another. People act like nothing ever happened. But building silent grudges, having silent walls built. So I think that um, we're not we're not taught how to forgive. Because no, you just tapped into something really big. So like in the Hindu culture, uh, their way of life, like they have like a concept, uh, it's called Siva, Sanskrit word, Siva, S-E-V-A. Mm-hmm. Siva means 
devotional service to God. So mm-hmm. if I see a homeless person, a houseless person, or if I, if I see someone hungry, struggling, it is my, dev- uh, it is my duty to God to see God in them and feed them, right? It's almost like a ritual. It's like prayer. It's mm-hmm. like, like I have to do that. Mm-hmm. They have another concept that uh, Martin Luther King uh, used for the nonviolent, uh, nonviolence movement. That word is ahimsa. He got it from Gandhi because Gandhi was a Brahmin. And, and he Gandhi, of course, used it against the, the British. Nonviolence, ahimsa. That is a way of life. But... You just touched on something that that to me indicates that forgiveness is a way of life in much the same way as those two concepts there. So it's not something that you I guess you enact when someone hurts you. It's something you're constantly working on. Yeah. Which Absolutely. goes back to my original point about walking into the relationship ready for this. Okay, sometimes it's how you frame things. He makes me roll my eyes, you guys. I'm sorry. That's so bad therapist. I'm like, You're what? not supposed to roll your eyes. I need help, too. That's why you've been here. I've been telling these people for a year now that I'm sick. And now you here. You want to roll your eyes when I need help. Oh, God, the phone lines are cracking. Let's get some folks in here. How does your unwillingness to forgive make you a perpetual victim? We want to know. Do you have an idea about where you are in your forgiveness process? Sean, Oakland, California, you're the first to call in. You're the first to chime in. Let's talk. Hey, brother, what a wonderful conversation between the two of you. You know, um, all I can say is that forgiveness, right, is a learning opportunity. And I mean that sincerely, because if you're able to forgive someone, you know, you're going to learn a lot about them, about what happens next. Okay. And, and, and that's being said, um, remember, and, and, and I'm not trying to be a downer here, but because I'm older, I, I, you know, if someone, has taken their own life, right? Which mm-hmm. I've had this unfortunately happen um, it, as a friend back in the day. Um, I forgive him like right away because, and the reason why I do this is because the, the wounds and the hurt and the pain, no matter what he's caused everyone else, mm-hmm. I absolutely right away go to forgiveness. And the reason why is it's a learning opportunity for me. And then I reach out to my friends. I reach out to the people I love. You know, I call Zoe Williams, you know, because I want you to know I'm always there for you. You know, you may not have my phone number. You may not have my phone number, but you know how to reach me. And everyone around me knows how to reach me. I reach out. I'm that guy, and I I have had people, and I have people around me that are those people that reach out to me, too, and I always know they're there for me. And you always want to belong, and you always want to make sure that you um, try to meet up with people face-to-face, and you always want to make sure you let them know if it's a phone call. Uh, Phone calls are better than text just so they can hear something, but texts are good, whatever you do. 
to make sure you're talking to them. Because no matter what they do that may um, require forgiveness, it matters that you show them how much you love them and that no matter what, I will forgive you. I am just here for you. I am here for you no matter how difficult it gets. Thank you, Sean. We appreciate your insight. Oakland, California is in the building because of you. If you want to bring your city in the building, you know the drill. All you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. When we come forward, more from the callers and, of course, more from Mayumi McKinley, LCSW. She's got a lot to talk about, and we're going to make space for her. Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams. Only on KBLA Talk 1580. My co-host is my playlist. My playlist is my co-host. That was Wings of Forgiveness by India Ari. People in the chat room have been asking me for weeks to play some India Ari, so this made sense. But during the break, some heavy stuff discussed. Somebody in the chat basically said he can't forgive his family because of betrayal. Then you and I were talking about, uh, and I'm trying to find the clip. You and I were talking about uh, a particular woman. It was a sister. um, And uh, this, this young man killed her son. And then when he got out, he moved right next door to her. She she met with him and then they became friends and and she forgave like that level of forgiveness. Like it's hard for me to hear it because I'm a parent, Mm -hmm. you know, and and a grandparent. So I'm kind of like, whoa, yeah, I don't know. Like that's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot. Like. Tell me what forgiveness isn't, though. We were talking about it, and then mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the phone line and talk to John Irving Jr. out of Queens, New York, Queensbridge. Hold tight, son. <laughs> so um, forgiveness, we talked about forgiveness is not condoning behavior. Forgiveness is not um, giving a person a pass. Forgiveness is not um, meaning that the person was right. A lot of people feel like forgiveness is um, you take away the consequences, Mm-hmm. They use oh, that's what we were saying during the break that people feel that you have to earn their forgiveness. How do you do that? How do you earn you, forgiveness? I don't know if you can earn forgiveness when someone has deeply hurt you. I think a person has to earn the trust back, but forgiveness is a choice. That's for you. So, so forgiveness I, is a choice. Mm-hmm. Trust it's a conscious decision has to be earned. Trust can be earned, yeah, because I can forgive you and not trust you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can forgive you and you not be a part of my life. The forgiveness is so that I'm not carrying the baggage. Other than that, you're not a part of my life because most people that you feel have hurt you, betray you to that level, you don't want them in your life, but you're still carrying them with you. So why hold on to the hurt and pain when that person is no longer there? They're still dictating, controlling aspects of you. So because we really didn't get into this side of it, but mm-hmm. when somebody wrongs you, and I'm, mm-hmm. just because you were wrong, does that, uh, okay, let me let me frame it another way. 
If you're wronged, does that mean you were traumatized or can you be wronged without being traumatized? You can be wronged without being traumatized. Trauma is tr subjective to the person and how they experience it. Mm. Me and you both can have a be the witness of a drive bar being a car accident you may have nightmares and ptsd i may walk away and not you know not, not even, think about it yeah right. so that's basically up to the person so well, we're wired different not their choice but oh got mm -hmm. it got mm -hmm. it so the perception of trauma is subjective, subjective. yes wow that's heavy yes Yeesh. what about this one forgiveness is not allowing one's negative feelings to diminish with the passage of time, it's a deliberate effort to change one's thoughts, feelings, and behavior. So you got to put in work to stay in this state. Yes, absolutely. This especially, isn't a state that's on autopilot. This no, is something you have to actively. Like, like the person I was talking about his family. That's when it's someone who's close. You're only going to be really hurt if you really expect it differently from the person. Mm. If it's someone you're not close to, it doesn't matter as much. Wow. Heavy. So John Irving Jr., Queens, New York. Get in here. Good evening, Zoe. How are you tonight? Man, I'm alive and well, brother. I am alive and well. Sister is in here cooking tonight. Talk to me, brother. What's on your Good. mind? Oh, I just want to ask a question to the young lady on the panel tonight. Sure. Uh, Mayumi McKinley, LCSW. Get the, get the credentials together, brother. <laughs> okay. What, what's your question? My, Good evening, Mayumi. I want to know if... Uh, if you're a person who has a good rapport with people and you consider it as, quote-unquote, the nice person all the time, or you're too nice, and people are always taking advantage of that, and you have some people who may hurt you intentionally and unintentionally, mm -hmm. which ones do you forgive? Because if a person is spiteful or doesn't like you personally or have something against you for some reason and they deliberately hurt you mm -hmm. and then at the end they ask you for forgiveness i mean how do you handle that you can forgive a person without them and then they don't have access to you so forgiveness is more so it's not a gift that you're giving to the other person it's a freedom you're giving to yourself so it's not for them I think when we think of it that we're doing it for the other person, um, then you become hesitant and you hold on to it. We forgive for ourselves so I can be free and I'm not ruminating or on what you did to me and how could you do it and why could you do it. I accept that you're you and it takes work to get there. And because of how you are, you show me your colors. Now I have a boundary. You don't get access to me. I can choose not to give you access to me after I forgive, mm. after I forgive you. Because someone who consistently hurts you and like you say, on purpose, they don't deserve access to you. So, uh, and and John, stay with me, brother, because I. Cause you can you, love someone and for and this be, is this the love is, of the Lord and be from afar. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like this is really heavy right now. So really, forgiveness is like deleting hurt files. Mm. Like okay. I just want to get this out of my system before it contaminates my system. So when you say it's really about you, it's like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not deleting the memory. But a, deleting the disappointment, the pain, the frustration, the anger, the, all of that out of it mm -hmm. and being able to move past it. 
it's yeah, it's not allowing that thing to consume you to where you have the thought of the person and now it's brought your mood down or your mm. intensity of it is all back up again and you're back and how could they? Why did they? It's not fair. It's not allowing it to have emotional control over you. So I'm forgiving you because with the love of God and you know, hope you do better and you know, but I don't have to allow you to have access. So to the person who say he's really, really nice, I would encourage you to be mindful of people pleasing behaviors and making sure that you have healthy boundaries right. because people will continue to to continue to do things. As far as what people do to you, we sometimes have to ask ourselves, Am I a victim by circumstance or am I a victim by what I allow? By participation, mm-hmm. by allowing. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's wow. John, you just opened up a can of worms, brother. Thank you so much for bringing your city in the building. Queens, New York is in the house because of you. If you want to bring your city in the building, you know the deal. All you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. This that last caller touched on something ginormous. And now it's taking me down this path. Forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Like love. Mm -hmm. Like. Uh, self-realization, self-actualization. This is a high spiritual thing. This is not, this is a high consciousness level. It is required for forgiveness, for unconditional love. This is a high consciousness. You can't just do it because otherwise people are using it to manipulate, using Mm -hmm. it to uh, uh, engender a sense of entitlement, Mm -hmm. right? You owe me because you did me wrong. Mm. Yes, that happens in relationships a lot. You can't live you can't live it down. <laughs> Forgiveness is burying the hatchet as they say. It's not consistently bringing it up in every single argument. But people refry beef all the time. <laughs> that don't mean it's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm, we ain't got beef no more. Yes, we do. I'm going to refry this beef. I thought we were good. Oh man, listen, when we come forward More from the Voice of Reason and, of course, his ultra-special guest, Mayumi McKinley. If you want to talk to her, all you got to do is call us at 1-800-920-1580. Again, your brother, I got so much to talk about. You're not even ready for where I'm about to take the conversation next. Is it good to you? you? More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. You want some more? More. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk. Ladies and gentlemen, your brother, Zoe Williams, back in the building. Listen, we've come full circle after having come forward. Agree or disagree? Unforgiveness affects your character and integrity as grudges do not bring out the best in us. Yes. They don't bring out the best in us. But also, so wait, I just so it affects our character and integrity. Unforgiveness does. It affects your character because if you're holding on to things, it's going to eventually influence how you see and perceive and experience other aspects of your life. Hmm. So, if that's the case. You, you're like a ticking time bomb when you're walking around with unforgiveness in your heart. Like on a scale of one to ten, if, if one is every, if the baseline of the person who isn't holding on, then you're starting off, your baseline is going to be at a five, six, or seven. So it doesn't take much to 
you know, push you into a depression, push you into an anxious state. Push Would you, you say that person state. is un- unworthy of relationship? I wouldn't say they're unworthy. I want to be realistic when it comes to <laughs> you. You just maybe it's the you look. You're talking. Oh, you're unworthy. I would never tell them they're unworthy of a relationship. That's harsh. I couldn't say they're unworthy. But doesn't that make them somewhat damaged goods? No, it makes them. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You're not damaged goods if you're out there and you haven't forgiven. Because, all right, being honest, like, so we're talking about, you know, we talk about relationships hurts. But there are some deep emotional wounds, like, for instance, of some, and that's what I was jotting down because I had thoughts that came. Like, if you are someone who is still in the midst of being offended or you're still in the situation of the offender, it's going to be hard to forgive. Thinking right. of significant trauma, people who were sexually abused by family members, you know, significant thing, you know, significant deep, deep wounds and the person is still around, it's going to be more difficult. And I think family can sometimes be harder because unless your family member is willing to work on and change, it's they're going to be a repeat offender. But if I had like, I think this is this is how I'm going to make money, like millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. I have to create uh an unforgiveness kind of like infrared pair of goggles where I can look at somebody and see the unforgiveness in their heart. Now what's that going to do? And then avoid them. Like, Oh, you, you're going to be lonely. You got, (laughs) you got spirit cancer. I can't do this. But all people who are holding on to hurts doesn't mean that they're bad or they're going to hurt you. But relationship is designed to bring that to the surface. It is. And what if I don't want to deal with that? Because many people, if people could could see the problem in a person before engaging, I'm sure a lot of relationships would be avoided. Right. But everybody has problems. It's just which ones you're willing to deal with. Everybody has different temperament. So I think if you're going around to avoid everyone with problems, you're going to be in a cave by yourself somewhere because everybody has issues. Until I see somebody with a diet problem, a very light problem, very. And what about all the issues you're coming with? Then I can say, listen, you have less problems than me. So you can help me offload some of the problems. Why do they need to help you? It's your responsibility. Exactly. <laughs> <You're> li- <laughs> no, so uh, Charles Walker, mm-hmm. he's in my chat room right now. He says, my forgiveness issues are spilling into my current relationship. Mm-hmm. He is cap- encapsulating my exact point. If you had the ability to see somebody who has forgiveness issues and you had the ability to avoid them, would you? And I'm talking to Mayumi, not the therapist. Oh, you get to decide which hat I, I have just, on. I just, That's asked. What I just I mean. <laughs> So you said if I saw, I think it would depend on what the forgiveness is for. And I think when you've already established a relationship with someone, the love is already there. So I guess it depends on the context of the situation. Everybody's temperament is different. And everybody's forgiveness process is different. It's not the same for everyone. Right. Like I was telling Arabia, like for me, it's one, the acceptance of this. It's a grieving process. It's accepting that, wow, you really aren't who I thought you were. Whatever that capacity is. Why why that face? Listen, because, <laughs> listen, you and Arabia, y'all done teamed up and now, listen. He's just mad. First off, conversation. whatever image you had of me shouldn't have been there in the first place. Why? <laughs> oh, Arabia's in the background. Everybody upset Everybody now. has certain unspoken expectations when it comes to different relationships. Wouldn't you agree? I, I listen, I, I agree with you 100 percent. Most people are more in relationship with their expectation and their image of who they think you are than they are with the real you. I believe that. 
And don't be mad at me and hold me in unforgiveness purgatory because you was dating your image of me and not the real me. Huh? Are you? First of all, (laughs) (laughs) are you speaking from personal experience? I I felt that there. I don't know. Did you? Did we strike a chord? No, no. But I think it, it requires, especially if there's a deep hurt, everybody's process is different. I can just speak there's an acceptance of who the person is or acceptance that it's happened, mm-hmm. right? And then there's uh, if the boundary needs to be said, what if that's something that's necessary? Mm-hmm. Because hold it for me. And this, you really have to reframe how you think of forgiveness in order for what we're talking about to work. Right. So for me, it's more so I have more control. It's so freeing. I was telling Ryan, it's so freeing when you learn to forgive because you are who you are and I get to control how close you get to me and... Um, I don't have to have, exp- and I'm not walking around with resentment. But is 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 forgiveness defensive? Because that's what it sounds like. I hear mm. boundaries. I hear like I, I get to control, and you know, you mm-hmm. get to stay over there. Is it a defensive mechanism? I don't think. Well, I think actions are defensive. I don't think forgiveness is the defensive. Forgiveness is the freedom. And then I get to look at the situation and see if there needs to be a boundary set. I can forgive people and we move on and we go on to, you know, our relation. There are people who are in relationships where one person cheated, they forgiveness, and they got even closer afterwards. Mm. I've seen that. So it's not that it's impossible. It's just about the work that it goes into it to forgive someone, especially someone that you want to be in a relationship with. It takes work. You're going to be triggered. What are you going to do with it? You're going to remember. We're not, what's the little flashy thing in men in black? You can't just forgive and forget. Yeah, the little flashy <laughs> thing. Yeah. No, that's true. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like most of us, we're human beings, we're flawed, and most of us mm-hmm. have no idea what it takes to get to me to get to a spiritual level high enough to truly forgive someone to where it doesn't have any residue on your soul. Mm. I think for most people, there's a residue there. Mm -hmm. And I think that residue shows up when conflict shows up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a potentiality that the problem that we thought we were forgiven for Mm -hmm. gets exacerbated. That And if the residue is still there and I didn't know it was there and it shows up because of something that we had, then it's my job to peel back the layers and assess it and do do something different. I have to do the work, too. If the residue is on me and it shows up in the relationship, because then what's the expectation? Everyone to be perfect. Everybody's going to have a matter of residue on them. Mm. Listen, when we come forward, I want to hear from the callers. What was the hardest thing you had to forgive or have yet to forgive? When we come forward, the voice of reason, we on fire tonight. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica. Ooh, it's called the accident, There's a beautiful Sinhalese saying that says, making mistakes is the nature of human, and forgiving someone is the nature of a God. So mistakes can happen at any time, anywhere from us. That is the nature. So when we make mistakes, very few of us ask for the forgiveness from others. 
very few of us have the strength to say i'm sorry remember when you say sorry to someone it doesn't mean that you are wrong you need to ask for forgiveness from people don't be shy to that it doesn't show that you are a weak person because if you know that you have made a mistake then only you can have the ability to make it correct if you did not accept your mistakes if you did not own your mistakes you will never correct the faults in your life so you need to practice to say the word i am sorry and also sometimes you may accused by people for the mistake the voice of reason is back hey listen we've come full circle my umi is in here cutting up every time i i make a gesture she's laughing at me like i did something wrong i i just thought that the dude was funny the way he was talking but he he was 100% correct in what he said yes i agree you know about you know unforgiveness my question uh, and we've got callers on the line sisters are on the line if you want to join this conversation all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580 this i have a crazy question to ask can unforgiveness now this is i don't know how this is going to go over so a lot of people might be taken aback but just understand it it means something different than what you think it is yeah. can unforgiveness be a type of std spiritually transmitted disease mm. i think un uh, unforgiveness can contaminate the whole house i think un oh. unforgiveness can really like put just a whole negative spirit around everything and everybody that's around you making that person toxic so to speak it hurts i think one aspect that we have to really think about is like when you're in the meat of trying to forgive someone like those moments because we're talking about and people ask questions how do i forgive how do i forgive it's a process it's not just you made a decision one day and you forgive and you move on um it's it's you have to recognize it. It's going to hurt. You're going to cry for some people. It's a grieving process. You're losing the relationship. You're losing the person, the, the father figure, the mother figure, the sibling, um, all of that. It's a deep, deep hurt. It's a wound. It's a process. You're going to cry. You're going to be angry. You're going to feel like you can't trust people. You have to go through all of the process and then you're able to be free. Yeah. So I don't want it to seem like, oh, you just do this. You just do that. Oh, you're going to be free. We have to be like God. Like, I guess it's some work. This is getting deep because it's sounding more like yoga. It's sounding more like meditation. Mm -hmm. It's sounding more and more like martial arts. It's sounding like a discipline. Mm -hmm. You don't roll out of the bed with, you know, this ability to forgive. And then to me, mm -hmm. and maybe you could check me on this, to me... Self-forgiveness trumps forgiving somebody else. Mm, to yeah. me, like to me, it starts with self-forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole type of kung fu right there. That's a there. whole, yeah, that's entirety. A lot of people punish themselves, especially when you feel like you've done something wrong. It's like a recurring punishing of yourself because you deserve it. And and, mm -hmm. and I And I see it as a connecting piece because if you haven't forgiven yourself, 
I don't think it's possible to forgive anybody else. I, I, whatever. It's hard to forgive other people. I have also worked with people on the other end of the spectrum where they forgive everybody because everybody else deserves it, but they deserve the punishment. And it Ooh. becomes this very harsh punishing, putting themselves in hurtful situations. It's, it, it can go on the opposite end so they, as well. They'll let others off the hook mm-hmm. while keeping themselves on the hook. That's a narrative for a lot of people, Ooh, believe it or not. Lord have mercy. People, this is why I said, you get that spiritual GPS where you can see the wounds on somebody. But it's also (laughs) why it's important for you to be the healthiest version of yourself. Because if you're the healthiest version of yourself and you're seeing clearly your, you're less likely to allow that many, like you'll see the, so this x-ray machine or whatever you're talking about if you're the healthiest version of yourself you're gonna feel that energy and you'll navigate it doesn't mean you won't ever be hurt but it reduces the repeated offenders the repeated things so, so that's why we say go to therapy that's why we say self-discovery that's right. why we say learn your hurts learn your wounds learn what you haven't gotten over so you can be clearer but there are a lot of people who do not want to learn those wounds they do not want to learn those hurts because in learning more pain is going to come up before the release. Oh, yeah, that our people just think they're okay. If you think you're okay, you <laughs> but need you your... you know most people <laughs> listen. Most people date to the level of the wound. So mm-hmm. if the wound is here, right here, I'm going to date just above it so I don't touch it, so I don't <laughs> wake it up, so I don't uh, bother. Whether it's conscious or self, or some people have a false reality in terms of what it means to be okay so they say oh i'm not doing drugs i'm not drinking every night i'm not having sex with everybody i only date certain people i'm honest nothing's wrong with me i treat people good i have a job i have a good family my kids okay and that may be true and all of us have worked if you have not taken the time to really sit down and reflect on how you grew up your life how your relation how you show up in your relationships the past relationships then you're look everything is subjective mm. Mm, how does a victimhood mentality affect our ability to respond to negative, adverse circumstances? How does it affect our ability to, to respond? Or we respond, you're just the victim. Well, <laughs> I, I said respond versus mm. react. Because mm. I know in most cases, people are going to react if they have the victimhood mentality, the defense mm. mechanism. This mm. is why I say unforgiveness is like a defense mechanism. Yeah, I agree. And if you are responding... Or you said that how do you how does it affect our ability to respond versus to react respond, yeah. versus react? Mm-hmm. Your narrative will it, it it will consistently dictate. Nobody will be able to tell you anything. Come on, <laughs> your narrative will be what it is. It does not allow room for you to be free. It does not allow room for you to have relief because no matter what happens, you're the victim in the story. So hurt turns you into an entirely different person, because all you have to do is ask the question. How has hurt changed you mm-hmm. from who you were before those hurtful events occurred? And Yeah, and I would say, how does forgiveness help you? That, but this is why I'm saying, we said this at the beginning of at the show, and Mayumi jumped down my throat like I was crazy. I said, I, <laughs> I, I said <laughs> we got to get our minds wrapped around the concepts that we're supposed to be hurt in relationships. I know people don't want to hear it that way. <laughs> I know my frame it another way. Disney is on. I got <laughs> Disney Plus. They got the condom forever. Listen, no. Oh. Relationships are supposed to hurt you and they're supposed to heal you. You can't be healed unless you're hurt. And both healing and hurt come from relationships. Yes or no? I agree with you. And I also think perception 
Structures are reality. And if you are thinking, I'm going, I'm just going to get hurt. I'm just going to get hurt. Then it's going to influence how you experience the relationship. This All I'm saying is <laughs> it's influencing how you experience the relationship. This is me coming in the race. Come on, bring on, bring it on. Come on with it. That's like saying I'm going to go play on the basketball court, but I'm only going to look for the negative things. We're going to lose or we're going to, you know, I expect to get hurt. People now that don't, is if, a great analogy. If people are in the locker room, they're not saying we're going to get hurt. Yeah, we're going to get hurt. We're going to get injured. We're not doing That's all that. Analogy. They're pumping themselves up to go out there. I totally agree with Miami. That is a great analogy. Well, let me write Andy. this date and time down. <laughs> 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 I agree with everything that you both are saying. I think in, in my case, in mm -hmm. my case. Um, Wait, hold on, Andy. You know the show must be good when Andy grabbed the microphone. Listen I know. Up. I feel like I uh, made a good point. You know what happened was, see, it, <laughs> it was the summer of 83, and uh, <laughs> I was in AAU camp. You know, go ahead. <laughs> I, th I think it's one of those situations where uh, when you kind of expect something mm -hmm. bad to occur and it happens, you're not quick to run away. Uh, like other people do. I think once once the first once we have our first argument, you you ready to run away. But if we do have that argument and I I, I know that you're not perfect, I get triggered by something that you do or whatnot, mm -hmm. you know, I can accept that. You know what? Once again, you're not perfect. I'm in a relationship. Let's thug it out. As opposed to, you know, other people who quickly run away. But unhealed wounds looks for perfection. In the partner, not in the self, but in the partner. You got to show up. I did not sign up for this. You better mm -hmm. not let me down. The wounds is like, see, I told you they was tricksy. You shouldn't have listened. <laughs> no, go ahead. no, I agree with you, and I agree with what he said, but I think there's a balance. It doesn't have to be walk in looking for doom to happen, and then it doesn't have to be over here like, you perfect. I need you to heal my wounds. I need you to fix me. I told you what was wrong, and you did it again. It has to be a balance. I think you can go into a relationship enjoying the positive aspects of the person, expect you know the positive things knowing that there will be valleys right now your point about basketball perfect analogy mm -hmm. perfect analogy yes basketball is a dangerous sport you can get hurt you will get hurt mm -hmm. it's just it's, it comes with the game right yeah, that's it it comes with the game it that's comes it. with the game <laughs> that's it and if you go out on the court trying to protect yourself from getting hurt you're going to get hurt and you're probably going to be hurt seriously if you're out there trying to, you know, oh, I don't want to step this way. I don't. And you you're know, not going to perform at your best. You're just not going. You're to. not going to show up the best version of yourself. Absolutely. And, and it, it reminds me of like even our conscious. And I think we talked about this. Um, I brought this analogy up in another show that we did. It's, you know, when you get a new pair of shoes, when you get a certain car, when you get a certain haircut, when you get you notice it on everyone else, you go out looking for it. If I am in the mindset, nobody is going to talk to me when I come to the party and I go to the party. All of you can speak to me, but I'm going to remember the one person that doesn't. It sets you up. It sets up your perception of things. So it goes back to like positive affirmations and waking up in the morning and giving gratitude. It's because it sets you up for your day. It sets you up for what to expect. So all I'm saying is let's fill the positive relationship cup up, knowing that something is going to spill out. Ooh, I love it. I love it. You know what? LCS for a reason. LCSW. Yes. For a reason. Now I know I need to give basketball and sports analogies to bring the point home. I'm gonna make. Is that what it that's is? That's what it is. Now yes. I'm gonna make. <laughs> yes. get, get, get your game up, because you understand. You got to get your hoop game up, because we. <laughs>
No, that was a great analogy, though, because, you know, you, you get on that floor and you're thinking about how you, you're going to protect a pre-existing injury or something like that. You're going to get hurt. We got all sisters on the phone right now. Sisters, Los Angeles, Pensacola, Florida, Jacksonville, Florida. When we come forward, just a couple of minutes, we're going to speak to all of the sisters from all over the country to talk about this most powerful discussion. Miami is cooking. Do you want to join her? Call us right now. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the voice of reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. You know you want some more. More. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Friends and family, it has been a wonderful week of riveting topics, but that record, baby, come back. I was wrong. Please forgive me, honey. The record is by Player. It's called Baby Come Back. My playlist is my co-host. Tonight's topic, we're talking about for some of us, our unwillingness to forgive and our misconceptions about forgiveness. And uh, it's been very impactful. We have, for the first time ever, all women on the line. Usually brothers be calling in. Listen here, if it wasn't for the woman talking crazy in 2023, (laughs) see what happens when the dollar crash. We get some of that. And I love it. Brothers get to call in and say how they want to say it, speak it how they want to speak it. But sisters are on the line right now. And I want to get their opinion about tonight's topic. Who's been on the longest? Mimi from Jacksonville, Florida. Get in here. Hey, Zoe. Hey, everyone. Hi. Hey, Zoe. (laughs) I'm calling your show. Now, I'm not doing that. That's Andy. You know what? And you got to Y'all just really love playing with me. It's okay. And Mimi, you got to turn your your TV down in the background because we're getting a little feedback. But that's how you sound when you call in. Hey, I have it down. (laughs) It's all good. Hey, Zoe, I'm calling your show. (laughs) I just want to know which way I should go. Are you happy now, Andy and Zoe? Are you happy? (laughs) Okay, so tell us, what do you think about tonight's topic? It's a great topic. It really is. Sincerely, I want to say I think forgiveness really is for us and not other people because Wait, I Mimi. Think it was TD. Mimi, I, yes. I'm sorry, but can you turn your your TV down just a little bit so we can really hear you? Say that again. I said, can you turn your TV down so we can really hear you? Okay. Yeah, because we hear you. I did. And can, the TV. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Let's go. It's just messing with me. Okay. All right. So maybe your house is just noisy. It's fine. But go ahead. That's what it is. Yes, you are always right. Um, (laughs) I think forgiveness is really for us and not for other people. And I think it was T.D. Jakes that said it was like 
Um, I think he said um, unforgiveness is like drinking poison, thinking that the other person is going to die, but you're killing yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm just at this place in my life where I just want to be at peace and I want to be pleasing to God. And if I want God to truly forgive me, I really have to forgive other people. Let me ask real quickly, though, Mimi, are you struggling to forgive someone? Um, maybe things from my childhood, but as far as somebody currently in my life, um, I don't think I am. That means I, you I are, mean, and you just don't want to talk about it. It's fine. I understand. No, no. <laughs> Let her ponder don't do it like she that. You heard what she said. I don't think I am. That you know that there's somebody. That's she just don't want to tell us. No, no, don't do me like that. You always do me like that. Okay, I'm sorry. It's okay. I forgive you. Oh, good. See, she's learning. <laughs> this show is working. Go ahead. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, I forgive you. No, but really, maybe. Maybe like childhood things, but honestly, I forgive my ex for being an a-hole the way he ended our relationship. I I don't know where that came from, but I forgive him. Maybe I, maybe I do have a little bit of unforgiveness. You're always right. Maybe I do have a little residue. I don't know. Maybe perhaps you are right, though. Yeah, perhaps. Maybe you don't have to pacify him. We I know mean, the truth. Perhaps. I mean, just perhaps. And then I get beat up as the know-it-all when I can see it. Perhaps. The show-it-all well, can't talk yeah. crazy to the know-it-all. You've shown it. I yeah. see it. <laughs> I, are you talking to me or are you oh, talking oh, to somebody else? Oh, no, I'm talking to somebody else. But we really love you, Mimi. You know that. We love you. Jacksonville, Florida is in the building because of you. Do you know that? <laughs> Really? Okay, thank you. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. Do you have a question for the other Mimi, Mayumi McKinley, LCSW? Yes, I do have a question for Dr. Mayumi. I like that. Dr. Mayumi, I like that. <laughs> What's going on, Mimi? Dr. Mayumi, I want to ask you seriously, mm-hmm. how do you handle Zoe? I knew it. I t- <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Play the record again, man. I knew, I, I knew I do it. a lot of deep breathing before I come in. It's a lot of radical acceptance. I know it's him and not me. <laughs> I accept that it's his own issues, and I'm giving grace and empathy. Wow. We love you, Mimi. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Thank Let's keep you. it pushing. Yo, in Zynga. From Pensacola, Florida, is next. Talk to us, Nzinga. What are your thoughts about tonight's topic? Hey, y'all. Hey, hey, Dr. McKinley. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Um, good, good, good. So, I guess before the last break, you said you asked who was the what was the hardest, or who was the person you had to forgive that was the hardest to forgive? Mm-hmm. Yes. Is that how you asked? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I would say I had to forgive my mom posthumously. Mm-hmm. I guess it's that the word I'm looking for. But also what's crazy is I had to kind of ask for her forgiveness because I was supposed to go to the hospital to see her when she passed and I didn't go. Mm. So I kind of carried that for a long time. But I do know as far as forgiveness for me, Dr. McKinley, it's kind of like, I think that's a superpower of mine. Mm. Um, 
you know, I've had friends say you always forgive, you forgive too soon. But I always kind of felt like I didn't, I don't really do tit for tat because I don't like people controlling me. Because I feel like when you have to do that unforgiveness or you have to like get people back, they kind of like control you. But I guess what I want to ask is like, how do you, when you're forgiving somebody, like family members that you, for me, I have to forgive them. It, I don't, I don't have a choice to like just stop dealing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the feelings come back, even though I've forgiven them. Oh, yeah. So, like, what do you recommend? How do you, what do you recommend for me? How would I handle? You know, kind of like I said, because I feel like I'm perpetually forgiving sometimes. Mm, that's big. Yeah. That's heavy. Well, I do agree with the first thing you said. I think for forgiveness is a talent and a gift because not everyone does it, and it does take a lot of energy and effort and. Forgiveness doesn't mean that you're not going to have the feelings. So I say when they come up, allow them to resurface, allow yourself to um, sift through, you know, maybe not in the moment with that person. But when you go home at night, when you have time to think about it, allow yourself to feel because we don't forget what the person did. We don't forget how they made us feel. So allow yourself to have those moments because you're human and it's going to happen, especially if it's family and people that you have to see over and over again, people that you can't necessarily Mm -hmm. cut out of your life. You just want to ensure that it doesn't consume you. Mm, right. mm. And Zynga, stay with us. Stay with us. I'm going to carry you mm-hmm. forward because we cooking right now. The great Martin Luther King said forgiveness is not an occasional act. It is a permanent attitude when we come forward. We're going to dig deeper into this whole mystery of forgiveness. Back where I started again. Trying to forget you was just a waste of time. The Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams. Williams. Only on KBLA Talk 1999, Most Def, you already know, man, one of Most Def's greatest records. And he wasn't even rapping. Man. The voice of reason is in here killing. The breaks are as good as the show. We were talking and covering so many things. Tonight's topic is is heavy. Because a lot of people struggle with this. You know, many people are taking bitterness from unforgiveness, you know. You know, to their grave. And like I said, I think unforgiveness is is like a it's a spiritual thing. It gets into your soul. It contaminates your soul. And for me, 
not Miss LCSW, but for me, it makes you relationally unworthy. At least unworthy for what you desire. Because many people, I deserve better. No, you have you have to get that out your spirit in order for you to get what you think you deserve. Is that fair? Is that? I will <laughs> respect your truth and how you frame it. <laughs> oh, Mayumi been killing me today. Well, Nzinga, Pensacola, Florida, get back in here and finish up your thoughts on what you were sharing about unforgiveness. <laughs> Well, no, I was just, I was, I was asking Dr. McKinley about, you know, like I said, I decided I didn't want to, you know, cast certain family members to the side. Mm -hmm. I still wanted to, you know, embrace them and keep them in the fold. Cause I'm, I don't know. I just like, I care, but certain things, I don't think it's, it's worth it. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's just something things are just not worth losing people over. You know, most of the people in my family are elderly, you know, they're, you know, it's yeah. young people, but not a whole lot. So I just want to, you know, learn how to, you know, better handle that, manage that better when I'm feeling like that. Mm. Oh, I remember. Yeah. So I was saying that, you know, allow yourself to have the feelings. And I think as long and one, I think the fact that you're able to recognize that, you know, Zoe was saying earlier, the higher level of consciousness recognizing and for you to even say, you know, they're elderly in a family. I think it's not worth holding the grudge. I think that says a lot about where you are in your own personal growth process. And I think, um, Part of what goes with forgiveness is the whole radical acceptance concept of expecting people for who they are. I think people are reoffended when they forgive a person and expect a person to change. I think when you forgive a family member and you expect them to be exactly who they are and that's it. They are who they are. You don't put any unrealistic expectations. You don't you know that your forgiveness is some gift you gave them and now they're going to have their aha moment and change. You can leave a crack in the door for people to change. That's always possible. Um, but when you know they're who they are they are who they are, then it releases unrealistic expectations on them. And then Absolutely. there, and the reality of it is there may be times in Zinga where you don't want to be bothered with them. And that's okay. You yeah. may not have it in your temperament <laughs> at that time to deal with who they are <laughs> and you can love them from afar. Mm -hmm. But, and, and another yes, thing, been all week. <laughs> uh, another big piece is, you know, people get inflexible with certain ideas. They get dogmatic. They get in, in, incalcitrant, right? Mm -hmm. They get entrenched in these beliefs. They'll say, it's not forgiveness unless it's changed behavior. Well, their behavior is none of your business. Mm -hmm. The forgiveness is for you. Mm -hmm. But this has become a mantra. It's mm -hmm. not forgiveness unless it's changed behavior. Listen, that means you still want to be around. Let's just deal with that piece. Well, that means, yeah, and their forgiveness <laughs> is their forgiveness. Your, your your forgiveness is dependent on them, and you have no good. No, that, Do you understand? It just doesn't make you. Yeah. But people are banging yeah. that drum. Yeah. I can't, well, it, yeah. Forgiveness equals change I, behavior. No, forgiveness equals that. But change behavior to. means a changed person. They've changed. Go ahead. What did you say, Enzinga? Well, not for me, that hasn't been the case. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they haven't changed, I guess. The shenan I guess I'll call it shenanigans. They're still up to it. But for me, losing my mom, like, you know, I lost her at 14. Mm. So I guess for me, you know, and then my, you know, my dad, he came into my life, you know, kind of as I was an older adult. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's not worth it. To me, it's not worth it, you know, because mm. life is short. Mm -hmm. So I guess sometimes people know certain family members know that about me. So I don't know if they've like taken advantage or whatever. But for me, life is just too short and a lot of things just really don't matter in the grand scheme of things certain mm -hmm. things do 
but a lot doesn't. But um, that advice is helpful, Dr. McKinley, and I appreciate it. And Zinga, we love you. You brought Pensacola, Florida in the building. Again, if you want to bring your city in the building, you already know the deal. All you got to do is call us at 1-800-920-1580. Jasmine, Los Angeles, California is in the building. Jasmine, come talk to us. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. What, what are your thoughts on tonight's topic? I think in order for a person to forgive anybody, they have to forgive themselves. Wait, where did you go? You're, you're, you're breaking up, Jasmine. You've been on. Oh. We need to get you somewhere so we can hear you. Say again, Jasmine. Oh, okay. My my car turned on. My bad. <laughs> okay. All right. Now we got you. So, what were you saying? The only the, in order to forgive, you have to begin by forgiving yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it, that's that's where it starts. If you you can't see beyond your own pain, you know, you, you're you're more likely to project that pain onto others and blame others. And then be blind to to the pain that's within yourself. So until you're able to forgive yourself, no matter, you know, what others have done to you, you'll be projecting that pain all your, you know, life wow. pretty much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I totally agree with you, Jasmine. Thank you for coming in and representing some of the ideas that I've laid down early in the show. We love you, Jasmine. Thank you for bringing L.A. into the building if you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call us at 1-800-920-1580. Jasmine, one quick question, though. Jasmine, are you there? She gone. <laughs> I was going to ask Jasmine if she had a question for you. Oh. But it's all good. We got phone lines are cracking. Let me get my brother Heru Ali, Battle Creek, Michigan. He says we must stop the cap. What are you talking about, good brother? Come on in. Peace and love to the family. They should also Andy. The staff, the gods have a smiley and I, the queen, Miami. Miami. Uh, yes, Miami. Mm-hmm. Listen, um, one thing I, I think I heard the queen say that um, forgiveness is earned. Did I, did I hear the queen say that? No, it was the opposite. Forgiveness is not earned. We said it's forgiveness a is a choice and trust is what's earned. Mm-hmm. Facts, okay, because because mm-hmm. my response was if forgiveness is earned, then how could my absentee father, who mm-hmm. I had to take off life support, who was uh, on life support, you couldn't earn my forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You couldn't tell me I'm sorry or apologize or repent for why I was there, why he wasn't there mm-hmm. all those years. So I heard wrong. Um, listen, I, I want to say, listen, forgiveness is a, a gift of unmerited faith. Mm. In the Bible, mm. it talks about yes. grace is unmerited faith. No, forgive. Listen, to be a victim is a choice, in my opinion. Mm. And I'm not trying to diminish anybody's experience because we've all experienced multiple levels of trauma, mm-hmm. physically, mentally, spiritually, all of that. So I, I just want to let y'all know, listen, it never stopped me. Nothing that I went through that I felt that was traumatic stopped me from trying. Now, it may have hindered me from going to certain levels, 
and to receive and to give love. But forgiveness is for you. It's not for them. Mm-hmm. Never has been. Right. Never they, has they, been. They, yeah. I, I tell my daughter, listen, I understand that the divorce between myself and your mother was traumatic and it has caused major damage. But guess what, baby girl? You just gonna have to let that stuff go. Cause there are no answers. Sometimes there are no answers. You either gonna stay stagnant in that hurt or you gonna say, you know what? It's just a part of this existence that we are in. I gotta let that go and and not let this this hurt damage my later greater. Mm-hmm. I got you, brother. I got you. Thank That's you. all I'm saying. Peace leave. of love. Peace and love to the family of the nations. I'm going down the trail of tears in Alabama right now, retracing my geniality. That's why I haven't been as active. That's uh, all right, brother. On here. That's all but right. Listen, I'm, I'm tracking it down, and, and I love to give an update as soon as I uh, figure the next step out. Peace and love to the family of the nations. Thank you, Harry uh, Raleigh. You brought Battle Creek, Michigan in the building. If you want to bring your city in the building like Good Life from South Florida does, all you got to do is call us at 1-800-920-1580. When we come forward, we're going to South Florida to speak to the brother Good Life. Is it good to you? Good to you? More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. And the Ad Council. You know you want some more. More. It's the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live from Lemur Park, the voice of reason returns to KBLA Talk 1580. We've come full circle after having come forward. We're talking about forgiveness and unforgiveness. And it's been a very deep and, and wide-ranging conversation with the incredible, incomparable Mayumi McKinley, LCSW. She has been laying down the groundwork for how we get out of this mindless rat race that unforgiveness takes us on. And it's been spiritual, it's been clinical, it's been powerful. We have another caller on the line, but before I get to him, I wanted to hit us. Say, huh? Oh, it's a sister. Oh, it's a sister. Good life is a sister. We love it when the sisters call. Thank you, brother. But good life doesn't tell us a name, so we don't even know. But good life is a sister from South Florida. We're going to get her on the line in a second. I got a couple of quotes I want to read. Without forgiveness, life is governed by an endless cycle 
of resentment and retaliation. That is heavy. Robert uh, Asagioli. Yeah, that's, that's his name. Uh, perhaps forgiveness is the last thing mentioned in the creed because it is the last thing learned in life. Perhaps none of us can understand the forgiveness of God, of God until we ourselves have learned to forgive. Joan, this is Chitter, Chitterster, right? In Search of Belief is the name of the, the actual book. Forgiveness is something... Uh, freely granted, whether earned or deserved, something lovingly offered without thought of acknowledgement or return. Eesh, that's heavy. It is our way of mirroring the goodness in the heart of the person rather than raising up the harshness of their actions. It allows us to live in the sunlight of the present, not the darkness of the past. Forgiveness alone of all our human actions opens up the world to the miracle of infinite possibility. Kent Nurburn, uh, the book is called Make Me an Instrument of Your Peace. So, uh, again, these are spiritual concepts, mm -hmm. and we just got to really be honest. Most people, they might be religious, but they're not really spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, so, so this I like is what the last caller said about you having to need needing faith in order to forgive. It's a, yeah. That's it. That was heavy. Good life. We don't know your name, sister, but come on in here, South Florida. What are your thoughts? Please wrap us up for the night. Hi, so. Hey. Hi, Miami. I'm I'm really enjoying the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Hi, you. How are you? I'm doing good. I was wondering. I. I I had uh, asked the question down in the chat um, if forgiveness has to do with expectations. Like, mm. you know, you have certain expectations of people and then they don't meet that those expectations. And can that lead to unforgiveness? Oh, yes, definitely. I think we we mentioned something similar a little while earlier. If you forgive, it's for you. If you forgive, expecting expecting a change, expecting them to apologize. Sometimes we create movies in our head and how this, I mean, and women, we, we're really guilty. A lot of us are guilty of when we go and we say something to someone and when forgiveness, we sometimes play out how we think things are going to happen, how they're going to respond, what life is going to be afterwards. And so we have to be mindful of um, those fantasies that we have. It doesn't mean that you in the possibility of you know you can leave a crack in the door open for anything to happen but you really have to recognize that I'm doing this for me and if they recognize it if I get that I'm sorry if I get the I understand or if they say well I don't know what you was tripping for <laughs> in the first place you're doing it for you I mean it happens <laughs> right it happens you're doing yeah. it for for you so it does have expectation but I think we have to be aware of the expectation and ask ourselves is it really healthy or realistic or warranted you know, gosh, that's so mm. ugly. Ugh. Which part? The it just it just makes me feel like invisible, like you don't really see me. You're seeing me through the filter of expectation, mm. and that's ugly to me. 
I think it's hard, but I also think we have to be realistic about the fantasies and the things that are created as we as children. Like we we watch movies, you grow up with Disney, you say I'm sorry, say you're sorry, now hug. Like there are all these things that happen Pretense, that play, yeah, that, that play yeah. into it. We're not gonna turn 25, 30, 40 and be like no expectations now. It doesn't happen. <laughs> we need better parents. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm just. <laughs> I'm messing with no. you. No, go ahead. I'm listening. If, uh, okay, regarding expectations, let's say as a child, you expect your parents to protect you and then they don't. Mm-hmm. Where did you get that expectation from, if not from your parents? No. Cartoons? No, I think we have an innate desire. I think all of us are born. And this, I'm no, just playing. All of us are born, and there is an expectation we have of parents. Period. Yes. I mean, even when I work with kids in group homes whose parents have sold them, and they're still expecting that motherly figure, that fatherly figure. So I think that's kind of innate because no. they birthed us. So. No, she's right. She's yeah. right. Here, here's the thing, and I and I've been championing this idea all week long. Sometimes you got to break up with your parents' belief systems that you modeled, that you inherited. And they did the best that they could or they didn't do the best that they could. But at the end of the day, you can't have, uh, listen to what I'm about to say, you can't have a group of inflexible expectations for a work in progress that ain't went to work. And I'll say it in <laughs> this way as well. Um, you, If it come when it comes to parents, sometimes you have to grieve the loss of the mother or father you never had. And, there's, and it's a grieving process. It's the letter writing. I mean, that's an example that really, I, you know, I'm grieving that you, I, it's an acceptance of I have to grieve the fact that I will never have the mom or father that I actually deserved and wanted. Good life. We love you for the call. Thank you so much. You brought South, South Florida into the building. Call in anytime you got a seat at the table. Listen, we start the conversations. You finish them. This two hours flew by. That lets me know this was a powerful conversation. <clears throat> listen, it'll be up on the podcast. Take a listen to all of the shows we got up there on, uh, what is that, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. It's all over the place. Go listen again because I know you're going to miss some jewels that were said I appreciate you, Miami McKinley, LCSW. When we come forward, it'll be Monday, and I'll be back with a new show. KBLA fifteen eighty Santa Monica.